You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Smith, corks one into right down the line. It may go. And you're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. Here's your host, Brett McMillan. Welcome to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. I'm Brett McMillan. Glad that you could be with us for our June 5th edition of the program as we talk with Ryan Jordan. Pulls it in the left. Tesco watches it leave. 4-3 St. Louis. That home run turned out to be the difference in Game 4 of the 1996 NLCS against the Atlanta Braves. Joe Buck, Tim McCarver on the call for Fox TV. Brian Jordan, a career which differed from most in that he played three seasons with the NFL's Atlanta Falcons. During most of that time, was also a Cardinals minor leaguer. And then in June of 1992, after just a couple of MLB at-bats, a small sample size, in relativity to when guys usually get a contract. Well, after just a few ABs, the Cardinals signing Brian Jordan to a multi-year deal, coaxing him away from football. Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders also played both sports during that era, but Jordan's experience still a remarkable and certainly unheard of in today's landscape in professional sports. But before we let you hear from Brian, we want to invite all teachers to kick off the summer at the ballpark. Teacher's Night is Monday, June the 11th, and with the purchase of a special theme ticket, you receive a Teachers-inspired Cardinals t-shirt. Get your ticket now at cardinals.com theme. A 15-year MLB career, seven of those here in St. Louis. Here he is, Brian Jordan, the former Cardinal, on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Well, you know, being a two-sport athlete, um, there were a couple guys doing that in that era, but it's just so unique nowadays. What do you think it is about you and those other guys that made you able to even entertain that idea, whereas now it's it's just not something that happens? Well, I guess if I, if I can talk about Dion and Bo Jackson and myself, uh, we love playing different sports, and, you know, we wanted to be a the best at whatever we played and uh, we I think we all just wanted that opportunity at the professional level I mean as a kid I dreamed about playing two professional sports now getting there and dreaming are two different things I set my goals I worked hard and and the big thing is getting opportunities and for me I wanted to go to University of Maryland I grew up in Baltimore which they recruited me to play two sports and uh, then when I was ready to sign a dotted line Bobby, uh, uh, man, the head coach of the football team, Bobby Ross, he told me I couldn't play baseball until my sophomore year. And, uh, you know, so I went to the University of Richmond, who would let me play both as a freshman and, and live out my dreams. So it worked out great for me. My dad always told me there's always somebody out there better than you, so work hard. And it's funny because when I went to Richmond, every spring we would play baseball, we would go south. First stop, Auburn. And that's where I met Bo Jackson. And I called my dad and said, Dad, there's somebody out here better than me right now, and I got to work harder. And I left Auburn and went to Florida State. And how ironic is that? I meet Deion Sanders there, jumping over the track after winning a 100-meter dash and putting on a baseball uniform. So 
then Dion and myself became teammates with the Falcons. And, uh, you know, I don't think we'll ever see that again. You know, three guys playing two professional sports, uh, the way sports are going in high school today. I mean, you know, everybody's making kids play one sport now. And uh, that's unfortunate because, to me, great athletes are built playing multiple sports. Sounds like playing two was in your crosshairs by the time you got to college. But was there a point in life where you went, man, I think I'm good enough to actually, like, do this at, you know, at least the college level and then beyond? Well, you know what? I had that belief since I was a little kid. And, uh, again, uh, I, that was my dream. I wrote it up on the wall, and uh, I wanted to make sure I complete that dream. And that's why it was important to pick the right college that would let me do both. Uh, and uh, I felt like that worked out great going to University of Richmond graduating from the University of Richmond and uh, getting that opportunity to play two professional sports. You were playing in the NFL before you were playing in the big leagues, but you were playing minor league baseball. Just there are people who are going to wonder when they watch this, how did that even work <laughs> that you were playing both? So logistically, what was the deal? You know what? I had to prioritize my time and uh, I would go to the minor leagues, play 30 games and I would start working out for football and I made sure I was at football camp full-time, on-time, because football is definitely a different sport, strenuous, and I had to really balk up for football. And uh, it worked out the first three years, and then the Cardinals came calling and said, hey, we want you to play one sport. And that was probably one of the toughest decisions in my life outside of college is, uh, you know, giving up football. Uh, I was just starting to come into my own. I was alternating the Pro Bowl, so people started to know who Brian Jordan was on the football field. But I wanted to give baseball a legitimate shot, and I uh, signed a three-year deal with the Cardinals. And after that, three years were over, I, I was about to sign, go back to the Raiders and play two more years. But unfortunately, you know, the Cardinals offered me another three-year deal, and I said, well, let me stick with baseball. And it worked out great. You know, obviously, by the nature of the game, football is a violent sport, and there's always that chance of, of injury. So were you thinking in the back of your mind when you were playing both, I'm, I might be forced to make a choice here at some point? And, <laughs> and were you leaning one way or the other? You know what? I, I was never leaning one way or the other. Uh, football was really my favorite, uh, but I understood that I was a strong safety, and I was hitting people pretty hard and uh, hitting an awful lot. And I, eventually my body would catch up. So, you know, that had a lot to do with my decision-making outside of family. And uh, again, I made the right decision. I'm still playing basketball, running around with my kids. So, you know, now I look at some of my former teammates who are in terrible physical condition. So, uh, you know, God blessed me to have that opportunity and it, it all worked out and, and I'm still running around. Usually people want to pick baseball players' brains because they're pro athletes, but when you sit down and you've played in the NFL in 92 in the Cardinals clubhouse, are there guys coming over wanting to hear your stories about <laughs> having played pro football? You know what, uh, yes, the stories never end. And, uh, you know, the big thing is playing against certain players, Jerry Rice, some of the great Hall of Famers, you know, I always get those questions, how was it playing against those guys? And, uh, you know, for me, I always wanted to play against the best. And uh, I was fortunate enough to do that. And uh, that's always my good stories to tell the guys. You know, I played against Jerry Rice. I hit Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice hit me the, the hardest I've ever been hit, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, and then Deion Sanders is one of my favorite teammates of all time on a football field, uh, one of the greatest players. And getting to know Bo Jackson and his story uh, is fantastic. You know, he was, he was actually giving up football after his third year and stick with baseball. And then all of a sudden that horrific injury happens in his third season. Uh, he had promised his mom that 
he was going to stop playing football. But unfortunately, uh, that hip injury happened, and he still went on to play some pretty good baseball afterwards. But, uh, you know, I'm truly blessed to have the opportunity to know both of those guys and, and watch both of those guys' career. You're here to engage with fans tonight, and it sounds like you have uh, designs on maybe being a little more engaged in St. Louis in general. How come mm -hmm. this community is still important to you all these years later? You know, this is this is home for me. Uh, you know, to be drafted here first round and uh, to play my first six years at the major league level here in St. Louis, you grow to be a part of the family. That that sea of red, it never leaves you. And uh, I tell everybody, even today, this is my favorite baseball town ever. Uh, the, the fans, they enjoy those players who play hard for them. And uh, for me, I, I'm still a part of this community. I write children's books. I have a foundation. I give scholarships out. So I want to come back and, and do the same here in St. Louis and Atlanta. So, you know, I'm looking forward to coming back and reading my children's book and giving, you know, literacy is so important. And uh, for me, I got to continue to send that message out to young kids. Played beside Ray Langford for a little bit. He's going into the Cardinals Hall of Fame this summer. Uh, the fans are so excited. What are your fondest memories of your time with Ray? Wow, you know, outside of running over Dalton at the catcher, and I wasn't even on the team then, but I called him out. I was like, man, that was awesome. You know, he was a football player in high school. So, you know, the play with, with Ray Langford, uh, I saw a lot of exciting times. I mean, he's, he's one of the best center fielders to play here in St. Louis. And, uh, you know, we just we continue to go to fantasy camps together, and uh, we still, you know, he comes to my golf tournament. We're still good friends, so <clears throat> well deserved to go into St. Louis Hall of Fame, and uh, hopefully, I'll be back here to see it. Doing some work for Fox Sports Atlanta now. How long have you been doing that? You know, for 12 years. Uh, as soon as I retired in 2006, uh, I got a call from Fox to do pre and post game shows. I never thought I would be doing uh, broadcasting in baseball, but. Uh, it's worked out great. I mean, I'm having fun, and uh, this year especially because the team's playing well. Uh, we got some young stars that's up and coming, and uh, it's fun to watch the Atlanta Braves right now. Was there a learning curve to it? I mean, it's no surprise to me, having just talked to you a little bit, <laughs> you're a natural. But, you know, when you first step in, and that's kind of a different stage than you've been in as an athlete, how long did it take you to get comfortable? Wow. It took 10 years before I got comfortable. And, uh you know, really, I was a, it was like a deer in headlights when I first started. Uh, because one, you know, I knew football, like the back of my hand. I was a raw athlete in baseball. But I knew the game, I enjoyed the game, but I didn't think I'd be able to speak the language. And uh, after, you know, my first year, uh, I have a great host in uh, Jerome Jarinovich. He keeps me loose, keeps me laughing, and uh, that really made it easy for me. And uh, I've been having a lot of fun. So, I mean, it's 12 years, and uh, hopefully I can keep doing it. And then last thing we'll ask you, you know Ozzy a little bit. Uh, just uh, <laughs> you get a favorite Ozzy Smith story or something people should know about him that maybe they wouldn't from all those years watching him. You know what? Ozzy's my favorite. and uh, He's a great friend, and uh, he was my mentor coming up. And uh, one of my favorite stories is, you know, Red Fox and Lamont. Yeah? And uh, I struck out. Brett Saberhagen, you know, Brett threw one high and in on me, and I really got angry, you know, and I had that football mentality. He throws one pitch up, I swing hard. He throws the next pitch higher, I swing harder. And then the third pitch even higher, and I swung hard and missed, and I walked back to the dugout, and 
Ozzy looked at me and said, this is not football, you big dummy. <laughs> so that's that's my favorite highlight of Ozzy Smith, man, the Red Fox. And I was Lamont calling me big dummy. So I, I learned awfully quick on how to handle those situations when the pitcher throw up and then. Brian Jordan played in many a Cards-Cubs game, and we don't want you to miss the next installment of the best rivalry in baseball as the Cardinals host the Chicago Cubs at Bush Stadium the weekend of June the 15th. Great seats remaining for all three weekend games. Get your tickets today at cardinals.com. Remember, there's only one Cardinals baseball. Huge thanks to Brian Jordan for his time. I mean, it's always a blast to talk to past Cardinals but Brian was just so warm and personal and engaging. I hope that it came across in the interview. I mean, he was just great to be with, and I think that you can really tell he loves to talk about St. Louis. Really, really did appreciate his time with the Cardinals, and it was great to have him as part of the program today. Great to have you as well. Appreciate you listening. If you're new, want to let you know that you can find us on iTunes or at cardinals.com slash podcast. Past episodes, including Dan McLaughlin, Ben Hockman, some inside stories from Cardinals front office members that were here during the summer of 1998. I mean, just jewels from Cardinal history that you're going to want to hear. All of those and our other previous episodes are available at iTunes and cardinals.com slash podcast. Be sure to check it out. We appreciate you listening, rating, subscribing, and if you'd like to get in touch with the show, I'd love to read your email podcast with an S at cardinals.com. Shoot me an email. Next week, we take a look back at maybe the greatest baseball player that most people have never heard of, George Sisler. One of just two non-Cardinals to have a statue outside of Bush Stadium will have Ed Wheatley of the St. Louis Browns Historical Society joining us to talk about the man that they called Gorgeous George, an incredible ball player, a man who was laid to rest here in St. Louis. Uh, He is forgotten in some aspects, but we try to make sure his history lives on, as well as that of the St. Louis Browns. So Ed Wheatley next week talking all things George Sisler and St. Louis's other baseball team. It'll be a blast from the past. Until then, for Brian Jordan, I'm Brett McMillan. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next time on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.